Hey, this is Dr. Evans Kariuki. Welcome to Firebrand Nation. Your life will never be the same as you go through these teachings. These are teachings for soul winners. Here at Firebrand Nation, we believe that we are called to reach one soul every second. This podcast is designed for soul winners who hunger and thirst to see the lost come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. We are talking about forward to greatness. Forward to greatness. Amen. Today we are going to do a lot of prayer and we are going to do a lot of learning. Amen. So we are going to learn and then we are going to pray. Amen. Now for those of you who may have not been in one of these services before, I, I will help you as we are praying if you don't know what to say just pray along with me or write your notes and pray the notes amen what what God has graced me with when I teach I teach prayer because that is my life I know prayer I teach prayer so those of you online even you at home make sure you're joining and praying along amen so let's talk about forward to greatness and we're talking about the path to greatness the path to greatness amen and why you have been called to be great amen why you have been called to be great pastor why is this so important because god never brings you to a place for yourself you are not baptized, anointed, called, and saved and left on this earth for yourself. The reason why you sit under our anointing and the reason why you are under this grace is because God has a purpose for you on this earth. And it's easy for us to say we are moving forward to greatness. Uh, sound please we need to be going the opposite direction when you when we can say we are moving forward to greatness it's easy to say that but we have to ask how do I move from where I have gotten comfortable where I've gotten used to the things I'm familiar with to what is called greatness how do I move from what I am familiar with to greatness and then sometimes we don't even want to move because we are comfortable so the first resolve the first resolve that we must all have on the inside of ourselves is I'm going to be great because I'm being great in God it's not selfish ambition it's not self-drive it's not self-will it's not self-desire. I am great because I'm going to be great in God. If I do anything great, it's going to be greatness in God. And the moment you attach greatness of your life to greatness in God, you have eminent success. Write that down. When I attach greatness in my life to greatness in God, I have eminent success. Eminent success means you cannot fail. It's eminent success. And the Bible says whatsoever you set your mind to do will succeed. Will succeed. Eminent success. Greatness. The areas that God has called you to be great in, the areas that God has anointed you to be great in, attach your greatness to God. I'm going to be great because I'm going to be great to God. And I'm going to be great in God. And I'm going to be great for God. And everything, if I raise great children, if I raise a great family, if I raise a great business, I'm doing it for and in God. 
Let's go to Genesis 26, verse 13. A wonderful scripture. The Bible says in verse 12 that then Isaac sowed in the land. Look at how prophetic this is. We've just sown our legacy giving. Some of you stretched your faith. My God. My God. Can you, can you bless the Lord for this church? Oh, Lord. Jehovah. There are some of y'all that I had to call and say, hey, you know, hey, we're going to deposit this check now. Just, I want to make sure it wasn't just a faith check. There's something behind this. And you are like, pastor, deposit it. Go for it. Amen. My God, can we bless the Lord for a church that joyfully gives? Joyfully gives. You know, it is, you never hear Pastor Ashley and I stand on the pulpit and beg. Or say, oh please, oh do this. No, we put what God has said and all the time without fail. People are faithful in their giving and we cannot take that for granted. So we bless the Lord for it. The Bible says Isaac sowed in the land. Then the Bible says when he had sowed in the land, the Bible says, and the Lord blessed him. And after he had been blessed, the Bible says the man, Isaac, the man waxed great and went forward. And not only did he go forward, but he grew until he became very great. The man waxed great and moved forward. Not only did he move forward, but he grew until he became very great. And we have said his greatness was attached to the blessing of the Lord. I'm going to be great because I'm blessed by God and in God. How many of you are ready to attempt great things for God? You're ready for your next level in God. Isaiah 54, Isaiah 54 verse 2. Talk about greatness. Greatness. And I'm talking to you as someone who if you look at my life, when I was in high school, I failed my high school. I actually passed one exam and I passed very well, which was economics and business. Economics, business economics was the only class I passed well. And if you look at my ACTs and TOEFL scores, those are the ones that saved me to be able to come to America. And by the way, I did my SATs after spending my night in a club. Please don't try that in college. It doesn't work. But I have many failures in life. But still, when the blessing is working in you, even the places where you fail, God turns them around and uses them for your good. By the age of 18, I had a baby on the way, my firstborn daughter, and I was a child myself, raising a child. But today God has blessed me with a family. God has blessed us with a great, not only a church family, but a natural family. So I'm not even talking to you about the mistakes you have made. It's not about the mistakes you have made. We are talking about a propelling grace that moves you forward, propels you forward, that moves you forward. Look at Isaiah 54 verse 2. The Bible says, enlarge the place of thy tent. Enlarge the place of thy tent. And let them stretch forth the cuttings of thine habitations. Spare not, lengthen thy cords, and strengthen thy stakes. The Lord says, hey, you have been used to this size of a tent. I want you now to get the pegs of the tent and stretch it out. 
I want you to widen your expectation. I want you to widen your ability to believe God. I want you to widen your faith in God. I want you to expand your habitations. Do you know if you knew what God is doing in your life in this season, you would bless him because enlargement is coming into your life. Expansion is coming into your life. God is enlarging. God is expanding. God is causing his word to come alive on the inside of you. The Bible says enlarge and not only are we going to enlarge, but we are going to strengthen. Somebody say enlarge. Somebody say enlarge. Somebody say I'm enlarging my tents up. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, this tent is too small for what God is doing. We are enlarging our tents up. The house of God, we are enlarging the house of God. We are enlarging our capacity in our leadership. We are enlarging our capacity in the anointing. Somebody shout enlarge. Somebody shout enlarge. Somebody shout enlarge. Somebody shout right now. The anointing, the destiny, the call of God in my life is causing me to enlarge on the left, on the right, in front, behind. I'm enlarging my tent. If you believe it, bless God. <laughs> bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. It's time for divine expansion. It's time for divine expansion of our lives in the name of Jesus. I feel the Holy Ghost in this building. I feel the Holy Ghost in this building. And the Bible says, let them, let them. Tell your neighbor, I'm going to let you do something real quick. Tell your neighbor, I'm going to let you do something. Tell your neighbor, let them, let them stretch forth, stretch forth. Tell your neighbor, loosen up and stretch forth. It's time to enlarge and it's time to stretch forth. Your bank account is stretching. Your anointing is stretching. Your leadership is stretching. Anakazo is stretching. The church is stretching. The evangelistic efforts are stretching. Our membership is stretching. The anointing of God is stretching. The processes in God's house are stretching. Somebody shout enlarge and stretch forth. I feel God in the house. Somebody shout enlarge and stretch forth. Somebody shout I'm enlarging and I'm stretching forth. Now lift up your voice and pray. Declare in your life right now. There is an enlargement and there is an expansion in the name of Jesus. Lift up your voice and pray. Pray, pray, pray. Pray that your tents are enlarging. Your tents are enlarging. Your tents are enlarging. Your tents are enlarging. Your habitations are enlarging in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Lift up your voice and pray. Father, we thank you for divine enlargement. We thank you for enlarging our tents up. We thank you for stretching us out to the north, the south, the east, and the west in the mighty name of Jesus. We are enlarging in the name of Jesus. Ah. Then the Bible says, the Bible says lengthen. Please give me good sound, please. The Bible says lengthen. Lengthen. In other words, get some more cords. The cord that you had was too short. Lengthen some cords. Lengthen some cords. Lengthen some cords. You know, you use the cord to measure the distance and God is saying the yardstick that you have been using has been too short and now he's saying it's time to expand it's time to enlarge and it's time to strengthen the cords I feel God I feel God when God says I'm enlarging and I'm strengthening and I'm stretching forth then he says that you're going to lengthen your cords. The cords are what you use to hold the thing 
together. The cords are what you use to measure and to hold the thing together. So God is saying, where the pegs were not tight enough, stretch them out, stretch them out, stretch them out, expand them. Because what he's bringing to you is the press down, the shaken together, and the running over in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. I declare to somebody in this house, no eye has seen, no ear has heard what God is about to do with your finances, with your family, and with your calling. Somebody shout enlarge. Somebody shout stretch forth. Somebody shout lengthen the cords. And somebody shout strengthen the stakes. Somebody shout strengthen the stakes. In the name of Jesus. Now lift up your voice and pray. It's our season for enlargement. It's our season to stretch forth. We stretch forth to the north. We stretch forth to the south. We stretch forth to the east. We stretch forth in the name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. The Bible says, spare not. You know, there are times when you invest and when you're doing something, you have to be risk. Whatever is happening, please let's resolve it. We have two mics up here, let's, let's get it aligned. We have seasons where even in investments and in doing something, you have to calculate the risk, you have to put together a plan so you don't sink the whole boat. But God is saying in this season, spare not. I don't know if you're hearing me today. I don't know if you're hearing me today. The Bible is saying, spare not. In other words, God is doing something in our life that the size of the tent we build is the size that will determine the breakthrough. You missed it, you missed it, you missed it. God is doing something in our life that the size of the net the size of the net is what will determine how much fish we catch. The Bible says in the New Testament that they were fishing and Jesus said throw the net on the other side. And the fish kept jumping on the net as long as the net could sustain the fish. But once the net began to break, then the fish stopped jumping. Ask your neighbor, how big is your net? How big is your net? How big is your net? Tell your neighbor, neighbor, enlarge. Spare not. Spare not. Spare not. Spare not. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, this season is the season for the mighty move of God. It's our season for greatness. In God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Stretch forth thy curtains. Spare not. You can come back up here, it's fine. Spare not the length of thy cords. Spare not. Lengthen thy cords. And stretch thy What are you willing to believe God can do? Not what are you willing to believe you're educated for? Not what are you willing to believe you're prepared for? What are you willing to believe God can do? Because that is what God is doing in this season. If you're part of this great move, put your hands together and bless the Lord one more time. Bless the Lord one more time. Bless him one more time. Somebody shout, I'm going to enlarge my stakes for God. I'm going to enlarge my territory. 
and I will strengthen my court. And Lord, we are not going to spare not. We are not going to spare in the mighty name of Jesus. Our season for divine expansion as a church has come right now. I declare to everyone under my voice what you sowed in tears. What you sowed in tears, you shall receive as a mighty harvest. And you will come back with baskets. You will come back with baskets. And you will come back declaring the goodness of the Lord. I declare to somebody today, like the woman with the vials, like the woman with the vials, the oil will not run out as long as the vial doesn't run out. I declare to somebody in the house today, the oil will never run out. In the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ, put your hands together and bless the Lord. Bless him, bless him, bless him. The oil will never bless burn him. out. We bless thank the Lord. you, Lord God. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. When God says, spare not, you can't miss that. Because the Bible says that one time the prophet Elijah went to a woman. And the woman was in debt. The woman's children were being taken. How many of you know your Bible? The woman's children were being taken. And the Bible says that as the children were being taken and as the family was being torn apart after she has lost her husband, Elijah says this is simple go get what you have in your hand that is why you cannot join this group if they have not you can never get to a place in your life when all you do is complain when all you do is grumble in this season choose your friends wisely choose your friends wisely I refuse to hang around with complaining folk I refuse to hang around with grumbling folk I refuse to hang around with having nothing folk if all you have is a shout then it's your shout that will deliver you if all you have is a clap then it's your clap that will deliver you if all you have is a wave then it's your wave that will deliver you tell your neighbor what's in your hand what's in your hand what's in your hand so the Bible says that he said get the little oil you have and go you and your son that is why you have to choose your circle wisely because some people as you're choosing the parts and aligning the parts they are going to start asking you what are you doing it's not about what we are doing it's about what God is doing it's about what God is doing when you see us line up you know, I, I, there are some questions I don't like as a pastor. When I say put out chairs in the house and you ask me why are we putting out chairs, you have you totally missed what God is doing. If God says put out the chairs, put them out and cut off your unbelief. Cut off that unbelief nonsense because you can't see it. Just shut and do what God has said we do. So he said, put out every part. And the Bible says, they locked themselves in with the sun. And the first bottle of oil, as they began to pour, the first one was the real miracle, y'all. After the first one, you go to the second one, the third one, the fourth one, and they continued. And he said unto her, There is not a vessel more. What, what ended? Was it the oil that ran out? Or the vessel? So what's your capacity to believe God? You know, some of us don't step into great dimensions. It's not God's fault. It's our capacity to believe God. Yo, I, this thing is so deep on the inside of me that I've come to find out sometimes you have to believe God by yourself. I just have to believe him by myself. I'm sorry if you don't see it like I see it. I'm so You may see it when the oil begins to flow, but please let me believe. Put out one more bottle. Tell your neighbor, just put out one more part. Just add one more vessel. Put out one more vessel. Put out one more vessel. Put out one more vessel.
some of us have been looking at the oil that we lost focus on the vessel we've lost focus on the vessel how ready are you for God's greatest miracle in your life how ready are you for God's greatest miracle in your life oh pastor I believe for a million in investments and a million in this do you do taxes in the hundred thousand that you have now pastor I believe for a great marriage and the last three relationships you've had have been hell on earth vessel get the vessels ready that's our responsibility but he will pour out the oil tell your neighbor he'll pour out the oil tell your neighbor he'll pour out the oil he'll pour out the oil now lift up your hands and declare according to second kings chapter 4 verse 6 uh, my vessels are ready my vessels are ready we have made them ready my god now release your abundance release the outpouring of your spirit release the outpouring of your abundance on the inside of us uh, in the mighty name uh, of the lord jesus christ that father you may glorify yourself in our lives my god they said you cannot raise a church through prayer let's show them that our god works through the wave of prayer father we thank you that we are going to continue preparing the vessel and you will pour out the oil in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ put your hands together and bless the Lord as you make your way back to your seat somebody shout the vessel is ready the vessel is ready so the oil will not stay When you're working towards greatness, you have to realize that leadership, leadership is limited by our capacity. Our capacity. Our capacity to lead. Do you know, if you put a fish that can grow very big in a small pond, the fish will stay small. Are you understanding? So if your capacity to lead does not grow, you don't grow in greatness. You don't. You know, I'm, I'm preaching to you something that I live. I live, I will finish a conference call in one continent and immediately switch to another one in another continent. And there are people who say, oh, I, I just can't do that. Of course, you can't. Capacity. There's nothing different apart from capacity. There are people you give three people to take care of and they make a mess of the whole thing. And the thing is, they live complaining and grumbling how everything is wrong. Well, I don't have this, I don't have that, I wish I had this. It's your capacity, face it. Accept. Accept, it's my capacity. And I need to grow in my capacity. Church, we are not in times of excuses. Are you understanding my heart? We are not in a season of excuses. It's a season of enlarging your capacity. How many books do you read? How many spirit-filled sermons do you go back and play over and over again? You know, people who say, I don't speak in tongues. I sit back and I wonder, how much about speaking in tongues have you read in the scripture? Because if you, the Bible says, search the scriptures and in them you'll find truth. Well, I don't, be, I, don't, I don't speak in tongues. Do you know one of the best ways to learn how to speak in tongues for a long time? Get yourself a spirit-filled tape or a spirit-filled scripture like Isaiah, the book of Isaiah, and play it. And as long as the Bible is reading, speak in tongues. Speak in tongues. But our capacity to enlarge and to, to search for knowledge 
Are you understanding me? To search and 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 do so ourselves in knowledge is is lacking. Today, Bruce can play the keyboard better than me. But I can play the keyboard. But do you know why he can play better than me? Because he plays more than me. Right? Now I can give him a mic and he tries to preach. We switch roles real quick. But do you know why? Because that's not where he has sown. I made, I made a decision one day in my life that there is something no one will ever be able to debate with me about. That's the Bible. Not, not, no one will ever be able to debate with me about the Bible. Because there are so many preachers who preach a message they don't know. Because they are photocopying messages and ideas and ideologies. They preach the most popular, most relevant thing, even though it is secular humanism. There are preachers today preaching, I don't know what this month is, but mental health month. What does that have to do with the gospel? Because it's the hardness we are preaching it. Then June is going to come and it's Juneteen and we change the message. The gospel for the preacher is my tool. The Bible is what I have to know. I wouldn't be known for being the best drummer. I wouldn't be known for being the best keyboardist. But when it comes to scripture. But what have you sown yourself in for greatness? For greatness. The vessel. The vessel. I have a Bible that I buy the same type every time I find them because if I hold that Bible like this by the number of pages in my hand I can tell you what book we are in because I, I want intimacy with the word I'm not saying you have to be like that but what I'm saying is greatness will require a level of dedication a level of radical are you learning something tonight radical dedication don't just say oh I am now a group leader or I have now been anointed and ordained as a pastor well it should just happen somehow you know please you get on a pulpit and have nothing to say believe me I've been there leading a small group haven't studied your notes and just expect the oil to flow if the vessel ain't ready the oil ain't flowing oh i'm gonna say that one more time if the vessel ain't ready the oil ain't flowing tell your neighbor neighbor this one's for you if the vessel ain't ready We are not going to change biblical laws. You're not. You're not going to change biblical laws. But what many people do is they end up complaining about what they don't understand. Instead of researching and searching and knowing it. Amen. Somebody shout enlarge. Somebody shout strengthen. In the name of Jesus. Daniel chapter 11 verse 32 Daniel 11 verse 32 Are you making good notes? Are those of you online, are you on green beans or are you making good notes? Let me see who we have Pamela We have Princess We have Christina We have so many of you online Make sure you're typing so I know you're there and you're making good notes. Enlarge. We're going to be great. 
going to be great. Daniel 11.32. The Bible says, remember Isaiah said, strengthen. Now let's take that word. For you to do great things, you must be strong. But how do you become strong? By knowing your God. The Bible says, and such do wickedly against the covenant. In other words, they have a covenant, but they do wickedly against it. They do wickedly against it. And shall be corrupted by flatteries. What is flatteries? You have good words, good decrees, good statements, but your life never moves anywhere. You talk, talk nicely, but never moves anywhere. Or God forbid, you move, but after six months, you're back where you started. Church, you have to look at your life and realize some patterns are ungodly. The Bible says, hear me, the footsteps of the righteous are ordered of the Lord. But if you don't know God, you don't even know when your footsteps are being ordered. The Bible says the path of the righteous goes brighter and brighter until that great day. The Bible says the man waxed great and moved forward until he became very great. If you read that in scripture and your life doesn't match up, then you look at the scripture that says the people that know their God shall do exploits. But our lives do not demonstrate exploits. We should not get mad at our lives. We should humble ourselves and say, God, I need to know you. I need to know you. Church, the Christian life should have signs of God working in your life. I said the Christian life should have signs of God working in your life. And I'm not saying we don't have hard times. We don't have hard situations. I've been through them. I've been through them. My God. When we went to Bible school, church, we went to Bible school like this. We had three warehouses. A great business. We used to sell uh, gemstones to jewelry television used to sell precious stones, used to sell uh, to Florida and Disney and all those places. And the business demanded so much of my attention that I said, you know what, if I cannot find anyone to manage it, I've got to spend time to focus on God. And the moment I did that, our first marriage home, we lost it. 2008, we lost it. Debts piled up. And it's scriptures like this that saved me. I got to a place where I said, God, I'm seeking you. And with my whole heart, I am aligning myself with you. So I know this is just a season. And where I am, this thing is going to turn around. Just a season. And today, today if you examine what God has done through us and for us, you cannot even imagine the situation that we were going through at that time. We, we, we have stayed at my mother's house because we have no place to stay. No place to stay. Rock bottom. But sometimes people get to rock bottom and they begin to make ungodly decisions because they don't know God. You get to Egypt and start getting mad at God instead of growing in your knowledge in God. I'm going to say that one more time in a different way. You get to Egypt and instead of getting to know God and say, God, what are you teaching me in this situation? You get mad at God, you're grumbling, you're complaining. You will never. You will never. 
that mountain of complaining. The Bible says the ways of God are a mystery. Mystery. Church, the, the, can I? The mysteries of God are revealed in three things. Number one, your relationship with a man or a woman. The Bible says the way of a man with a dame is a mystery. I'm going to touch on this thing, then we've got to move out. Put that scripture up. But we don't know God. We don't. So our marriages and our relationships go through problems, and we go to Dr. Phil. Is it Mr. Phil or Dr. Phil? And Oprah, before we go to God. Before you search God about your marriage. Before you search God about your relationship, you go to all other sources. The Bible says the ways of a man with a dame. It's a mystery. It's a mystery. So love relationships are a mystery. Are you understanding me? They are a mystery. They present a mystery. The way The way of an eagle in the air, the way of a serpent upon a rock, the way of a ship in the midst of the sea, and the way of a man with a maid. Those are mysteries. So we get to a place in our relationships where God is trying to bring us to greatness. God is trying to bring us to that next level. And then we get to mysterious things happening and then what do we do we quit the relationship we go back to carnality we go back to things that we don't we think are familiar to us is this helping anybody and you don't look for a godly man or a godly woman on scripture you look for a godly man based on gq based on oprah's list based on so and so's list And we want relationships that are worldly. So we have one group of women that don't listen. We have one group of men that don't humble themselves. The way of man. The second thing that is mystery is spirituality. And you cannot be great without those things. The Bible says the mystery of speaking in tongues. When you speak in tongues, you speak mysteries. When you speak in tongues, you speak mysteries. So if, if you don't search mysteries, you'll never grow in spiritual things. Are you understanding what I'm saying? So you'll never become great because we shut down to what we don't understand. Are we understanding each other? The third thing is the mystery of godliness that God loved you while you were yet a sinner just because you feel guilty doesn't mean you are guilty oh y'all are you in the house today do you know there are people who cannot accept their own greatness because of guilt cannot accept their own greatness because of guilt. The mystery of godliness. Godliness. That to be godly is more about spirituality than it is about our life here on this earth. And it's more about what Christ has done for us. Are we together? So, so, my point is this. There are things on the path to greatness that you have to believe by faith. Amen. Amen. And the Bible says, they that know their God, they that know their God shall be strong and do exploits. So when you find yourself 
in a place where you're weak or you, you don't understand what's going on, seek to know God Amen. and what God is teaching you. Are we together? Yes. They that know their God shall be strong. What is the number one desire of every Christian? I want to know God. Amen. I want to know my God. God, reveal yourself to me. Reveal yourself to me. If you're leading a group, if you're teaching, whatever God has called you to do this year, Lord, reveal yourself to me in this thing. Reveal yourself to me. Men like Paul, like Peter, the reason why they had great confidence in conflict is because they knew God. They knew God. Why, why can we stand here and preach day after day, even in the calamities and the storms of the economy and the storms of, of, of craziness that's happening in the world? It's because we know God. Are you there? Write these points down. Exploits show us several things. Number one, how much we know of God. We have less than two minutes and we are done. Imagine that. That's beautiful, isn't it? <laughs> wow. Glory to God. 45 minutes. Glory to God. We are just, we are just getting started. It's all right. It's all right. Hallelujah. I'm on my, I'm still hey, on the second page. All right. Exploits reveal that you know God. Hallelujah. The people that know their God. Exploits cause others to believe in you. John 14, 11. John 14, 11. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Or else believe me for the very works sake. Church, when you're doing great things for God, people will just believe in you. Are you there? People will believe. They'll just believe because they've seen. They've seen God move. Are you there? The Bible says wisdom is proven in our children. Exploits show your level of wisdom. Level of wisdom. Today I was in a meeting of many discussions I, I like such meetings sometimes, you know, where you walk into a meeting and everyone has something to say about what was done wrong and what happened where. And then you sit down and you listen and you bring out a paper and say, now let's get to the facts. Not what was said, what someone felt. What is fact? Have you ever looked at someone and say, what have I really ever done to you? Not what you thought I did, what you think, what you felt, what was really, say it. And they can't, they cannot find, it's like they, they, their mind has made up many stories. Only wisdom can see such things. Only wisdom can see that. So wisdom, but wisdom is justified of all our children. There are times you're going to have to do things in greatness, in silence. Because if you speak about it, they, no one will believe it anyway. Let them believe it after. Let them believe it after. Believe it after. You know, I realized something one day. Can I, can I tell you this? You know I love you. I met someone in town after we had installed this screen. And they said, you got that big screen. I said, it's big? I said, yeah. I said, oh, okay. And then we were talking, we were at a, a phone shop. And they said, where'd you get it? <laughs> ah, 9.99 at Best Buy. <laughs> if you go the back row... <laughs> It's because you know where the conversation is headed. 
You know, I can't even begin to start explaining. I can't, there is no even need to begin start explaining. So we had a laugh about it and let it be. But my point is, sometimes you have to do things in silence and grow and grow and grow. And then your wisdom will be proven in the fruits of what you're doing. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, you have never heard a tree grow. You have never seen a tree grow. But when you wake up in the morning, it's bigger than it was last time. And when the summer passes and the winter passes and the spring comes, the tree is bigger than it was last year. So my life, I may be quiet, I may be mellow, I may be chill, I may be in my secret place, but don't think that I'm failing and falling. I'm actually growing on the inside. There's a tree. There's a solid rock that's on the inside. There's a mighty oak that's working greatness on the inside. Somebody say forward to greatness. 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 As you move, God is moving over your life today in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ. If you believe it, give him three great amen. 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 Glory be to God. Thank you so much for joining us. I truly believe you have been blessed. If you have enjoyed this episode and would like to join Firebrand Nation, the movement, connect with us on social media at Firebrand Nation. Go to our website at www.firebrandnation.com. Remember, alone I'm a flame. Together we are a fire. Like, share, and distribute this so that others could be blessed. God bless you.